When we recorded this episode, we didn't yet know the dimensions of this fever dream, that this was the deadliest day for Jews since the Holocaust, or the bloodiest in Israel's history. But we knew that this was different. This was big. That this was a cataclysmic event, a defining moment in the lives of Israelis and Jews around the world. That evening, we found solace in recording, in anise-flavored spirits, and in each other. Oscillating between the deeply personal and the broadly political, this episode is a snapshot of a moment in time, like looking back at a different world. Which is weird to say, because two months in, there are still 136 hostages in Gaza. The war rages on. It's still happening. Still unfolding. And more grim details are coming out all the time. All this to say, please bear with us. We're still figuring it out. And we're weird. And of course we are. How could we be anything but? They say life is a journey and not a destination. We agree. We're grateful you're here, and we hope you'll continue walking down this path with us as we keep evolving. Brace yourself, folks. Or as I like to say, embrace yourselves. Welcome to Emotionally Raw Coverage. Stay safe and stay tuned. Okay. You can hear so, me? I can hear. So You can speak in Hebrew and I'll just speak in whatever. No, we will try to do it in English. <laughs> so it's and one I language? Say, I will say that I'm, I'm sorry that I'm from Israel and this is the education I... I, I uh, how do you say Lirkosh? And that you... You acquired, you obtained. I have the confidence to speak with you, but I'm sure that I'm doing a lot of mistakes and I still don't know what is like present progressive or present simple. I, I don't know the rules, but you will be the speaker. Okay? <laughs> okay. This is October 7th, 2023. 250 Israelis have been killed, almost 1,000 injured, and many missing or unaccounted for after Hamas launched a surprise offensive in Israel's south. At 6.30 a.m., Hamas launched thousands of rockets towards Israel's south and center, meanwhile sending terrorists to infiltrate Israel's border via land, air, and sea. From there, the terrorists entered over 20 Israeli towns, shooting and kidnapping citizens. Meanwhile, at a music festival near the Gaza border, Hamas terrorists rounded up the partygoers and shot in all directions, according to eyewitnesses, with many partygoers still unaccounted for. Furthermore, some partygoers were even taken by Hamas operatives into Gaza as hostages. Rounded up the partygoers and shot in all directions, according to eyewitnesses, with many partygoers still unaccounted for. Furthermore, some partygoers were even taken by Hamas operatives into Gaza as hostages. Several hours later, around midday, Israeli forces start to arrive to these t border towns and confrontations, shootouts with the terrorists ensued. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu declared a state of war with thousands of reservists being called up across the country. As of now, there are still Hamas operatives active in Israeli territory, patrolling and controlling some southern towns. Distressed Israelis holed up in their homes in border towns were calling relentlessly the IDF and the police 
hoping to get some kind of intervention from security forces. However, many of these calls were not responded for several hours since the first infiltration of the morning. Let's just now briefly said where are we? Because this is what we do in podcasts. Like, I met you today at the Miklat, the shelter. So now, please t- describe the listeners. Where are we? Today's super meaningful. I mean, it's Simcha Torah. It's Saturday. It's October 7th. What the fuck is Simcha Torah? I, I grew up here and I know, but I feel like... What is it exactly? It's the end of the Harvest Festival. Um, I guess we're having a joyous celebration of receiving the Torah. I don't even know where to begin. Like, where do you begin on a day like this? Like, do you begin in the morning? Do you begin in the middle? Do you begin from where you are right now? Like, where you feel? Like, how you feel? Also, it's important to speak about that there's been like, a mo- like the holiday vibes. It's like a one month. You don't walk. You don't... Do you hear me good? Hey, hey, hey. I hear like this, this echo. Like a little anyway, bit of an echo? A little bit. Just a little bit. Anyway. So I guess the high holiday season started about a month ago with the Jewish New Year, Rosh Hashanah. Um, we're on a lunar calendar. We started with the first of Tishrei. And then about 10 days later, I think, I'm going to say about because I went to Jewish day school, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> Um, and then we did Yom Kippur. It was a very, it's the holiest day of the year. It's our day of atonement, a fast day. And now, I guess tonight, right now, we're finishing Sukkot, an eight-day harvest festival. Um, and Simchat Torah, you know, I guess literally translated, it's joyous Torah, <laughs> um, is the ending of this harvest festival. And I was really surprised this morning. I woke up before I heard the air raid siren at around 7.30. I woke up at around 7.00. Um, apparently there had been one at 6.30. And I had this crazy dream last night involving snowmobiles, Burbank, California, a place I've never been to, surfing, um, a scene that I don't think we should get into here involving a shower and another person. (laughs) And at one point, the star of David and a sort of conversation involving the power of symbols. And I'm a bit of a lucid dreamer. And last night was a deep, deep, deep lucid dream. And I guess it was a conversation between me and maybe one or two other people about religious symbols. And then it was my turn to speak. And I spoke about symbols in Judaism. And I said, well, we have the Star of David. And then I paused and I said, I don't really know anything other than that. That, that, That's really it. That's the most powerful one. So it wasn't like a dream where like a neon star of David flashed in front of my eyes. It was like a conversation about symbols. And I woke up and I did my morning pages like I do every morning. 
and I wrote about it. And then I went to the bathroom and I heard some noise and I figured, oh, wow, they're really, they're really going for it in morning prayers next door. And I realized, oh shit, you know, that's an air raid siren. And I thought maybe it was a, an accidental air raid siren, maybe someone working at home front command or something accidentally, you know, hit the button, you know, and then I opened my phone and I saw that there had been more air raid sirens and that things had been going on for over an hour. Um, and now it's what time? Uh, it's 10 o'clock at night. It's just, I don't even know. There's so many things that have happened since I woke up this morning and now that it almost feels like a mega condensed timeline of months and years. I'm having flashbacks of 10th grade during the second intifada. From now on to the end of this, whatever it's going to be, please excuse me, excuse me about my English. But oh my God, your English is fantastic. I love you, it. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. So for me, yesterday I went, I, I went out party and like I drink a lot and I, I did ketamine and memsi, which is, I don't know if you have it abroad, but it's kind of like combination between cocaine and MDMA. And it was lovely night. I danced a lot. And I had some really like great talk with someone that I, she played with me in the band. And you think about the chashivut atzmit, like... You like th- your self-importance? Kind yes, of. like, yo, well, we're gonna do it. Let, let's bring it on. Let's like, let's, let's play together. Let's like do stuff. Let's perform, blah, 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 blah. And then I, I go home, like, really, I, I had a really successful week, holidays, week and night, and now I'm, like, on drugs, driving in my bicycle slowly through the beautiful street of Tel Aviv, and something very, like, um, it's on the spot. Like, it felt right. Like, it felt like, like something was, was jiving. In a sense, like everything was just gelling, like what everything is was kind of... Sounds like a good one. <laughs> when you just said that, it called to mind so much. I mean, it's been such a fucking crazy year here, not to mention the years that preceded this year, but this year has been particularly lit. You know, everything with the judicial reform and the weekly protests and I didn't go away this summer. I've I've been here for the hot. whole year. It Everyone was so went on hot vacation here in Fahrenheit. Berlin, it was like we have the month of Elul, but before that, humidity. which is like a time of introspection. But before that, we had really like clawing at each other. Like they were not over a month, really Wait, wait! I stop you. Oh my god, that's exactly what you're supposed to do with me. I'm like a kite that goes like really high, and then you just need to like pull the string down to earth over and over again. That's who I am. Perfect. So. <laughs> Back to my story. I'm going to sleep, smiling. Then I wake up in like 10.30. There is an alarm. And I'm like, what? What? Ma Kesher. Like, 
yeah, like like what the hell is going on? Like like why is like this so left field? Like where is this coming from? Like why exactly? Yeah, I look at my phone. It's like twenty missed call for my mother uh, because I told her I'm going to travel this weekend, and then like what's up? Like twenty you call me twenty time. Wow. You know, nothing happened. Like, just a alarm. Like, it's a daily basis here. Like, don't worry. Just, it's all good. And she's like, open the news. Can I one second before that just, like, add about the jiving thing? Jiving is yeah. one while I call him Like, now. everything's gelling. Like, I was like about to like pull my hair out. And then this week was this extraordinary harvest festival. I felt like what you felt last night. I felt that for days in a row for the first time in so long. You know, I had been having thoughts again, like what am I doing here? And this past week I felt like, wow, it's great. I, I met these random chicks on the beach that were amazing and like from different parts of the world. And I felt like people were so kind to each other this week. And I had this moment where I was biking around and running my errands the other day. And I didn't hear that many cars honking, which is a huge thing to not hear here. And I went to the community garden and there was, you know, greens shooting up from the ground. And there were rains this week for the first time in six months. And I felt the renewal. I felt the harvest. I felt the joy, which I think adds this other dimension of how insane today has been to have that kind of unexpected, beautiful high. This, I felt a renewal of hope this week from a very deep place. It was almost like it's going to be good. It's going to be okay. And everything that happened today, I still want to hold on to that feeling. I really do. But it's a little difficult knowing that there are families right now that are, you know, devastated because they lost someone they loved or they're currently being kidnapped or held hostage where they live or they've been taken into Aza. It's, it's, unfathomable frankly i it's it's the the part where words end it's literally left me kind of speechless we live in a beautiful neighborhood in south tel aviv called shapira which i like to call shapira shapira <laughs> from the horrible song in the world that ever wrote. I don't think it's the worst song that's ever been written. I think that there are far worse songs. Shakira definitely, uh, you the know, as a curly haired maven, she was a role model for me, or at least someone that looked a little bit more like me. This is a song to, 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 to go out for a war because <laughs> Shapira, of it. Shapira, Shapira. <laughs> okay. So we live in South Tel Aviv. It's a beautiful kind of three to floor, three to four floor zoned neighborhood, residential. Um, the most ethnically diverse neighborhood in Tel Aviv, if I'm not mistaken. And our friends are who have a shelter at home generously have invited us and other neighbors to come over and spend the day there uh, or the night. Um, and 
there was a communal lunch today and we sat across from each other, which is where we met. Beautiful. Yeah, super beautiful, actually. This kind of like light in the midst of the chaos and the darkness. And then we got into a gorgeous conversation. Gorgeous. I, if now I can like lead Vadot. Uh, to confess. To confess, I understood 60% of what you, did you said. Like it was fast, the English, like for me to... Like I understood the whole picture, but there was some reference I did know I didn't say, and I didn't want to like interrupt you because you were like on the flow. So I like let you speak, and I and I understood, but I get a feeling like you should have a podcast. <laughs> That's sweet. I'm working uh, seven years in the Israeli podcast industry, and right now we're after this all crazy day. I invite you to my um, balcony to drink something. And we spoke about this craziest day. I think like I live here 32 years and I remember a lot of like horrible phase and this Israeli fucking energy that that every time that I open news or I hear this, uh, the war come or something happened or just Mivza, how do you say Mivza? An operation. An operation. I'm like, fuck you. I'm just leaving Tel Aviv. Let me like do my shit. Like I live in this bubble. Yeah. I just want to live here. Do my stuff. Like leave me. Like I don't want to fight anyone. When I was uh, serving the military, I felt the same thing. So now we speak and I try to describe you in English, a feeling that I even don't know how to understand, to, to, uh, to speak about in Hebrew. Anyway, so then you told me this is going to be a really me- like a memorable day. What was the exact phrase? Many people are going to make overtures to 9-11 when they talk about today. They're going to say that this was Israel's 9-11 in a sense. Maybe. 9-11 was a huge turning point. I, I was in high school when it happened in the States today is going to go down in history as a defining moment in the lives of Jews. This is so fun. I mean, it's like sick, like, but I actually feel a lot more comfortable processing everything. I don't know. It's, it's great. Now I'm I'm glad that you're having fun. I, I mean, have... I'm not I'm not having fun. I'm not happy that we're in this situation, but at least like I, I'm happy that I left my house today. I, I feel super grateful that I'm not alone at home right now. We should speak about the pornography news that we watch. Like when we spoke in the balcony, I was like, I felt it in in this specific place in the chest like this is something that like punch you i i don't know how to describe it like you open the news and you see stuff like you cannot imagine it's almost like it's it's so like unreal it's look like a a computer game like it's kidnappings hostages maybe about the party the party is harrowing um there's a nature party today directly east of central Gaza, 
if you're visualizing the kind of rectangle of the Gaza Strip on the map, shoot east from the middle of it. A nature party to celebrate the harvest. And you can imagine what goes on at a party in the desert over the weekend and the kind of substances that people may have been on. As we said before, the rocket started early in the morning, around six, I think. So from what I understood, um, people that were at the party heard the sirens and started running for their cars. And terrorists started shooting live fire. I can't imagine what must have been going through those people's heads right then and there. We've experienced so many operations over the past few years, over the past many decades, but I can't even fathom what must have been going through their heads to have seen gunmen assailing them with rounds of live bullets. The infiltration is a completely new aspect that hasn't happened here in recent years, thankfully. There was one story um, that made the rounds today about um, two young women that managed to flee in their car. They picked up another couple on the way and then their car collided with another car. There was an accident. Another Jeep picked them up. That Jeep rolled over. The driver was killed. They played dead for two and a half hours. And finally they heard some Hebrew and it was, you know, border border police or someone else came to save them and took them to the hospital. There's something about the pornography here that I think people look I'm I'm guilty of it as well. You know, we look at these videos in a sense. It's 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 hard to describe. It's it's almost like people want to know if it could happen to them. Maybe I found myself. I'm so embarrassed to share it, but whatever. I'm I'm just a vessel, right? So at one point today, I looked at at the party event on Facebook to see which DJs were on the lineup. Like, is that a kind of party that maybe I would have ended up at a few years ago? And I think when it comes to these acts of violence and terror, we're looking for something that connects us to it in a sense, even if we're far away from it. I grew up in South Florida, about 20 minutes away from the Parkland High School that was shot up in one of the worst school shootings in American history. And it's so strange. It's like we we want to get close to these events and we want to stay safe from them. And it's like we're measuring the level of danger based on how how easily we could have found ourselves to be there. Is it a high level of danger, a higher level of danger if it's other people my age or like me or 
Do they also have astrology apps on their phone? Do they burn Palo Santo? Do they engage in, you know, recreational drug use and listen to ambient music when they get home late at night? Could it have been me, even though I don't want it to have been me? I hear it in one. Yeah, is yeah, it better the, now? Yeah, the equipment here is... The equipment is super... I'm like very impressed. <laughs> yeah, you're very impressed. This one costs I'll like 300 shekels. I'll tell you why I'm so impressed. I mean, I find myself like barely able to follow an article like today. And I used to work in the news like briefly. And like I'm jumping between things and watching videos that I shouldn't watch because I know that they're traumatizing and are going to leave a mark for the rest of my life. And... You just whip this all together and, you know, just like making an omelet. You just put this all together and, and I feel really comfortable and um, at ease. And that's not something that I take for granted or lightly. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Now let's walk to the path of like the conventional, if it makes sense to say it. Like conventional? The conven conventional podcast podcast. root okay like oh, sure let's tell me who are you like i can say <laughs> of course you're like a white <laughs> woman as all the podcasters i ever knew but tell me like who are you how old are you well blah 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 i am um 37 years old going on 38 happy birthday thank you very much it's in december i'm a capricorn we're great um privileged well you know uh, I guess everyone's more privileged than someone else I'll just kind of try to break it down a lot of people here it's funny you know I I'm I was born in New York I'm the first American born to Israelis who left Israel um, my parents were born in Immediately after World War II, my father's mom survived Auschwitz. Um, she went home looking for her family after she left the camps on the death march. She didn't find them. They were marrying off the young people. Uh, I think she was about 17 or 18 years old. Um, she married my biological grandfather. They had my dad. They ended up in Israel in 48. My dad was born in 47. Jewish agency brought them all out, you know, through Vienna and the displaced persons camps, which they were there for a few months. My mom was born in Transylvania and they were able to kind of escape uh, when she was 10 years old. It's too long. No, no, no. My older siblings were born in Tirata Carmel. My father served in the Israeli military. Um, he was a frontline medic in the Six Day War and Yom Kippur War. It took me a long time to realize that I have uh, CPTSD. My father likely has undiagnosed PTSD. Which part? <laughs> CPTSD. Uh, it's childhood post-trauma. By the way, for all our listeners, I've been drinking Rx since like 2.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> By the way, just fun fact, this is Uzo. 
Oh, now I'm drinking ouzo, but yeah, I've been drinking our, like, yeah, uh, a grape distilled alcohol. Um, but it, you live all your life in New York? No, no, no. We left when I was 10. Then I went to college in St. Louis. I was studying international studies and Spanish and stuff. Then I went to law school in New York. But, but the way I see you, you're just like an American hipster that like <laughs> live in the right places study the right thing and walk in the... Oh, no. This is like a content which... It's too no, 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 it's weird. A, no, it's not. <laughs> it's something that we can speak about in episode 10. Mm. But now I need it briefly. I'm going to try to do this as briefly as I can. I'm the daughter of immigrants. I'm first American born. My, you know, I, I, how do you even begin? Israelis, you know, they're right wingers, right? And my dad is a veteran. And I'm a liberal. I don't think I'm a hipster. I, I feel more like, I don't even know. I don't like being categorized. <laughs> I feel like I'm fucking this up. Am I no, no, doing no, no, terribly? No, 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 you're, you're perfect. <laughs> really? Don't, don't worry. Okay. <laughs> make me a star. Don't make me a douche, okay? <laughs> you're going to, if you have the, the, uh, Mm -hmm. the opportunity you have the opportunity to like get the fuck out of here like also i have like european passport but like my family here the language blah 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 but you can literally going tomorrow on a plane and everything will be good you think you're going to like why 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 did why do you stay here i had this uh sick sick joke about um, the Trump years. You know, my dad loves Trump. First of all, there's a great joke about this too. My dad mm. loves Trump so Wait, much. This, which, which joke this what <laughs> are we now? It's like the first one or it's a dream inside a dream or no, this I, is like the joke? <laughs> my dad loves Trump so much. He puts like his like WhatsApp photo is like go Trump go with like hearts inside, like instead of some of the letters. And so one of my jokes is like, I wish someone loved me as much as my dad loves Trump. But the other joke is like... And now we're going to put like... Da-da-cha, right? And then the other joke is, um, you know, the Trump years were terrible, but they were great for me because it was like the first time that nobody asked me like why don't you live there? Why, why aren't you in New York? Isn't New York better? Like, why don't you move back to America? Um, there's so much, I mean, your question, you were like, and it'll be all good. Like, it's not all good there. You know, I don't think it's all good anywhere right now. There's, we're, we're facing this like climate extinction crisis, but beyond that, there's, the stats are through the roof. I mean, violence is rising. Infectious diseases are rising. I, and my acupuncturist coach, you know, say with that what you will, I guess you're going <laughs> to, it fits into the earlier comment, but um, he was like, your soul came here to work. And I really believe that. I, one of the things that left me just sobbing in a corner today was how much new trauma was born into the world today. Cut. End of episode. <laughs> I think there's more to be said, don't you? No, episode two. We can, <laughs> we can keep it to episode two. <laughs> T 
Thank you guys for listening to October 7th. I want to say thank you to Gabby Reiner and Amy Safan. By the way, Amy, you are definitely going to say the credits next episode. My name is Dor Comet. I was the producer and the editor of this podcast. Also, the not so impressive music you're hearing in the background uh, is rolled by me. And I wish well to anyone who thought this is a good idea to listen to that kind of podcast.